0: Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. You may be in the heat of raising a teenager, or perhaps you've just gotten out of the teenage years, or you may be getting ready to enter the teenage years. Well, either way, whether you have experience with the teenager, or you're in the middle of working with the teenager, raising a teenager, Or just listening to friends, you know that it's time to hold onto your hat because teenage years can be very interesting, but they can also be very rewarding to both the teenager and to the parent. Now, the teenager requires a balance between support and autonomy. And there has to be some open communication. And that communication has got to be built on trust. Teenagers are characterized by needing an increased amount of independence and their identities forming. Or I like to say that they are looking to see what the will of God for their lives might be. And they are also Exploring what it's like to be an adult and having adult responsibilities. So, parents of teenagers then must do a number of things. They have to maintain open and non judgmental communication, you have to respect the teen's need for growing privacy and autonomy. And you need to promote healthy self-esteem and body image, set um, clear expectations and boundaries, support the teen's exploration and his or her passions, where they might be leaning to and what they are interested in doing. And you need to be guiding the teen in making responsible choices. So, let's take a look at some of the key aspects that we just talked about and things that you as a parent need to think about in order to raise a successful teenager. 1 Timothy 4:12 tells us, "Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity." show yourself an example of those who believe. And parents, in order for a teen to show him or herself an example of those who believe, they have to learn that from you. And it starts with open communication because having open communication will fix it so that your child will listen to what you're saying. You have to maintain this open communication in a non-judgmental way. You cannot belittle things that your teenager says, and it's important to let your teenager know that you're listening to them. Encourage them to express their thoughts, their opinions, and their concerns, and never, ever belittle anything that they say to you listen actively, and validate their emotions. And active listening means that you are listening, but you're not interrupting when they're saying something, and you are feeding back to them what they are saying so that they know you hear them. You need to create a safe space where they can feel comfortable discussing topics that may be sensitive to them. And you need to seek guidance when you need it. Now, a safe space is not bringing up stuff about your child in front of your friends or his or her friends. You need to make sure you respect your child and that you have a safe space and a safe time to talk to them and listen to them. You also want to respect their autonomy and independence. You need to acknowledge and support your teenagers growing need for this autonomy. Allow them to make decisions. Now, as they've been growing, you've been given them the opportunity to decide, do you want this for lunch or do you want that for lunch? Do you want to wear this outfit or do you want to wear that outfit? Well, in their teenage years, that's going to get a little bit more complicated. You need to allow them to make some decisions and take responsibility for their actions. Now, in the process of doing this, that means you are teaching them how to go about making decisions and making wise decisions and reinforcing the fact that decisions have consequences. You need to offer guidance and advice when they are in the process of making decisions, but don't take the decision-making away from them. They have to learn to do this. Also, you need to allow them, once again, to experience the natural consequences of their decision. Trust their judgment and provide opportunities for them to demonstrate to you that they are capable of making decisions. And when they do make a decision, compliment them for it and let them know that you're proud of them. And if the decision isn't such a good one, then turn it into a learning situation without beating your child down. Because we all have been there and done that, where we have made bad decisions And we've reaped the consequences. And if we're lucky, no one beat us down because of it. So don't do that to your child. You need to make sure you set clear expectations and boundaries. Proverbs 19.20 says, Listen to counsel and accept discipline that you may be wise the rest of your days. So in setting expectations and boundaries for your child, you're helping them to become wise. You're letting them know what they need to expect and what the consequences are. You're establishing these clear expectations and boundaries regarding issues around curfews and responsibilities. And yes, their academic performance, because it's very important. You need to involve your teenager in setting these rules and to promote their sense of ownership. So as you sit down and, and you are making these, setting these expectations and boundaries from, for some kids, you may have to put it in writing and maybe even signed a contract so that they know what to expect and they can't come back and say, but you said that I could do such and such. But you know what? If it's in writing, it's right there and they understand it, and you understand it. Ensure that consequences for breaking the rules are fair, they're consistent, and they're reasonable. So make whatever the consequences are fit whatever, quote, the crime might have been. And you want to balance structure and flexibility so that you can allow for growth and responsibility. If it's an honest mistake, parents, let your child know that you understand and you see that it was an honest mistake. But also let them know that honest mistakes have consequences. And once again, if you are the one at fault, it's important that you bite the bullet, so to speak, and apologize to your child. You want to support identity development. And this goes back again to helping your child find out what God's will is for his or her life. Adolescence is a time for self-discovery and identity formation. So you want to encourage your teenager to s- explore their interests, their talents, and their values, and let them know that God created them for a reason. They are here on this earth for a reason, and you can help them find what that reason is by following God's word. You want to support their pursuit of hobbies, their extra extracurricular activities and their passions and respect their individuality and avoid trying to impose your own aspirations or your expectations on them. When I was a guidance counselor, I was always shocked over how many parents tried to force their children to head in the same direction that they headed in to try to get them to go to the exact same university that they went to. You need to give them that opportunity to explore the university you went to or explore the hobbies or the, the academic area that you went to. But you need to let them explore others so that they can do what God put them on this earth to do. And who knows, it might be the same thing, but don't force them. Respect their individuality. You want to, once again, encourage them in helping to make healthy decisions. Help them develop critical thinking and decision-making skills. Don't tell your teenager what they need to think. Tell them how to go about thinking, how to go about making decisions, how to rely on their values, on their upbringing, on their morals, and on God's word in making decisions and making critical things come to being. Discuss the potential risk and consequences of their choices. When you sit down with them, if they're trying to make a decision about something, let them know, hey, have you thought of what might happen if you go in this direction? Or have you thought what might happen if you go into this direction? Now, there's nothing wrong with them taking a healthy risk. But they need to know, once again, consequences come with their choices. Also, let them know that substance abuse, peer pressure, and other risky behaviors are to be avoided. Teach them to evaluate their options and let them know that there are long-term consequences, consequences that could affect the rest of their lives. Let them know that if they are found in a car with people that have drugs and they had not touched any, they had not done anything, they were just in the car, let them know and understand that there will be consequences for them too. And they need to make wise decisions, make informed decisions once again, based on their values and God's words and where their goals are. And you need to make sure you're constantly promoting academic success. Support your teenagers' academic endeavors by providing environments where they can study and they can learn, making sure they have the information that they need, that they can get to the library if necessary, and and encourage them to take challenging courses I know there's some kids that will say, well, I, I need a week off or a month off or a semester off. So I'm just going to take this class. They need to stretch, encourage them to take challenging courses, encourage them to support, to, to support their own interests and to explore their interests and to set academic goals and This doesn't leave you out of it, parents. You need to make sure you are in there offering guidance and making sure that they are following the right path, whatever it is that they want to do, that they are taking courses that challenge them. Offer them guidance and help them to manage their time, manage their study skills and organization. And maintain, once again, open communication with your child regarding how he's, he or she is doing in school and with the teachers so that they know that you are involved in your child's education. It makes all the difference in the world. You want to foster emotional well-being. And this, once again, boils down and comes down to open communication. If you have a good communication with your children, with your adolescents, then you will know when there's something that's not quite right and your child is more apt to come to you. Adolescence can be emotionally challenging, so you need to be attentive to your, uh, your teenagers' emotional well-being and you need to once again provide support and make it non-judgmental and do it in an environment that is not judgmental encourage healthy coping mechanism such as engaging in physical activity maintaining social connections healthy social connections and help them in expressing emotions through different outlets. Your child may not be able to verbalize something that's going on, but he or she may be able to put it in writing and give it to you. Whatever way your child can express express his or her emotions, that's what you want to have him or her do. And once again, if it's necessary You need to seek professional help for any mental health concerns. Never, ever negate anything that's going on. And here I need to stress that you need to make sure if you seek professional help, that it's someone that has your same values and your same morals And your same view of God's word, because I'm sure you can agree with me on this. The way the day today is, you never know what people will be telling your child. Let me mention this. If someone tries to encourage your child that he is not a boy and should be a girl, or if she is not a girl and should be a boy, you put a stop to that right away. God does not make any mistakes. And you need to teach your children that God made them the way they are because he has a special purpose for them. And he does not make any mistakes. And parents, you have got to be careful and not fall into that trap because it's all over the place now. That's my soap opera (laughs) or soapbox, I should say. Once again, foster emotional well-being. And if you have to seek help, make sure it's someone who have your same God-given values. Oh, and let me say this. Just because it's in a church does not mean that it's going to be God-given. Make sure any minister is preaching and talking what's in the Bible. Because that is what counts. That is the important thing. If someone tells you that there's an error in the Bible, in God's word, turn around, grab your child, and find another place that teaches straight from the Bible. Parents, use your discernment when it comes to dealing with people who are dealing with your children. Your children are God's greatest gift to you, and he entrusted them to you for a reason. God gave the child that you have to you because you are the best parent for that child. Regardless of what that child is like, you are the parent that God chose for that child. The next thing you want to do with your child is teach them financial literacy. You want to introduce your teenager to financial responsibility and money management. What we did with each one of our children, when I forget what age, maybe they were in the ninth grade, we set up a checking account, and every month we would put so much money in there. And that was what they would use, and they would tithe so much, they would save so much, and they would have something to spend. So do whatever works for you in order to teach your your um, teenager financial responsibilities and money management. I know now there's so many things that you can do with uh, different cards for your teenager and whatever, but it was the checking system and the saving account that worked for us. So you also want to teach them about budgeting, saving and the value of money. Encourage them to earn their own money through part-time jobs. Now, for us, when our kids were in school, they didn't work because we said that is their job. Their job was to get good grades. So we, we didn't have them work, but on a Saturday, it when it was summertime, they would do things like babysitting. Um, I remember Kirsten signed up for a job on a Saturday to during the summer to restock and count inventory in a store. I forget what store it was. But by the t- time she came out and the day was over, she was whipped And she knew that that was not the line that she wanted to go down. But it was good for her to do that. She earned her own money. And once again, they did do babysitting. But during the school time, they didn't work. And we were blessed that they didn't have to. And teach them to be responsible with credit card use. And the importance, once again, of financial planning. I had a friend that I worked with as a guidance counselor, and she said she fell into the trap when she was in college. They would come in and have you sign, and they would do a little bit of a check uh, to see if you could handle this credit card. So she signed her name on it. Next thing she knew, she was in $1,000 worth of debt, and it was because they were finding these kids on campus signing up for these cards and they didn't have a clue how to deal with them. So be careful with that and teach your child financial responsibility. And you want to promote healthy relationships. Guide your teenager in developing and recognizing what a healthy relationship is with peers, with boyfriend, girlfriends, with family members even. Teach them about respect and consent and healthy boundaries. Teach your child that if somebody says, this is a secret between you and me, that is not healthy. Teach your child to know no adult will tell a child, keep this a secret. If they do, there's something up and they need to come to you. And that needs to be taught at all stages of development and reinforce throughout. You want to encourage them to build positive friendships based on trust, support, and shared values. And they will be looking at you and your friends, parents. Once again, you are your child's best teacher, not just through verbalizing, but through actions. And you want to address any concerns or red flags that they may encounter in their relationships. If they come to you and tell you that there is something that bothers them about a relationship, then you need to sit down, listen to them, take them seriously and find out more. Do some investigation about what's going on. You want to be a supportive role model. You want to show consistent support, consistent understanding, and respect for your teenager. You want to be consistently showing them unconditional love. But you also want them to know that with all of their behaviors, there's a consequence either positive or negative, and they need to be leaning more towards the positive consequences. Parents, model the behaviors and the values that you want your teenager to embrace because they are watching. Demonstrate effective communication, problem solving, and conflict resolution skills. You want to show appreciation for their efforts and for their accomplishments and provide a nurturing and loving environment. In short, parents, you want to parent your teenager on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.